1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard There may have been no action on the park this weekend But that didn't stop Scottish football from exploding off it Dundee's mysterious missing vote still hasn't been cast Meaning the SPFL's proposal to end the season now is up in the air Rangers go to war with the governing body And target chief executive Neil Doncaster I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Alex Ray And it's Hugh Evans from home well, Gordon, I was thinking of beginning by saying you couldn't make us up in this country, but we don't do fiction. We do chaos on a factual basis. And look where we are now. Internal warfare, accusation and counterclaim, and the strange case of the vote that never was, which has turned into Scottish football's smoking gun. Meanwhile, there's no money coming in, and one day soon, the padlocks will be going on the front door at some clubs, large and small. Alex Ray, it seems that in the weekend which saw the UK move well beyond 10,000 deaths from coronavirus that Scottish football truly lost its sense of perspective we know football's important livelihoods are on the line here and and this will need sorted out and and we're here for that but at a time when everyone in the game should be coming together we look like we're tearing ourselves apart and I'm sure we'll get into the detail and the blame game between now and 8 o'clock but no matter what side of the claim or counterclaim you sit this is not a good look no, not at all, Gordon. We, we're at a, a stage, Gordon, where we have no sponsor next year for our main league. We don't have one for the Scottish Cup next year as well. And we are at a place at the moment where there's tens, well, thousands of people are dying. Uh, we had a vote on Friday, which we can put that down as hindsight, which is turning out to be an absolute shambles. And we have statements galore, counterclaims, and uh, we still have a club... My old club Dundee Sitting back Having made no statement Now my understanding Just quickly is That uh, John Nerms has been uh, Posted missing today There's been people from The Dundee area The media Trying to get hold of him I imagine be National as well And he has nowhere to be seen And for it to get to this stage is nothing short of shambolic. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need to come on and have your say. Uh, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. It's almost impossible to to keep this simple and to know where to begin. But I'm going to try my best. So please bear with me. And if you think I've missed something, because I undoubtedly will have, you know the number and you know the Twitter. Hugh, let's do it in, in sort of timeline form. It, it seems like six months ago now, but it was only Wednesday. 42 clubs asked to vote on whether the lower leagues should be ended with the current leaders given promotion and titles. Partick Thistle and Stranra relegated. A decision on the Premiership would have been delayed, but it would then have been called in the same way if it turned out the games couldn't be played. Now, for that resolution to pass, nine Premiership clubs, eight Championship, and 15 in League 1 and 2 combined needed to vote in favour... Sort of by Friday at 5 o'clock And I might get back to that a bit later on So Rangers, Hearts and Partick come out against it forward Let's skip over Thursday Hugh Because we're only here until 8 o'clock Friday 39 of the 42 clubs replied It passed in the Premiership It passed in League 1 and 2 But here comes the difficulty um, In the Championship So it turns out that the clubs actually Had 28 days um, And Dundee were reported to be the club who hadn't submitted their vote Um, Hearts eventually cleared their situation up They voted no Um, And Rangers also, alongside this 
are offering an alternative proposal which was rejected for being legally ineffective. Um, again, we'll get back to that, but claims in there as well of attempts to coerce and bully other teams to back the SPFL plans. Go on to Saturday, you've got photos, you've got WhatsApp leaks of ballot papers showing Partick Thistle, Inverness, and Dundee all voting no. That would have been enough to derail this motion. However, it apparently turns out that Dundee's vote was not registered by the SPFL. The Inverness chief executive appears on radio saying that he has it in good authority. Dundee were voting no. Rangers come out, studs up on Neil Doncaster, calling for his suspension. And his legal adviser, Rod McKenzie, want an independent investigation and adding they wouldn't be bullied into silence. Hopefully you're still awake and you're still with me. One more day to go. Sunday, the SPFL speak out. Chairman Murdoch McLennan challenges Rangers... Chairman Douglas Park to either prove or take back the claims He confirms that Dundee's vote only arrived after a written request from the club That any earlier vote should not be considered as cast Uh, Rangers then come back in with their resolution And Hearts again accuse the league of trying to unduly influence the ballot And propose league reconstruction Where on earth do we begin Hugh Keevans? Well, I, I was 70 when you started that roll call there. I feel more like 80 now. Uh, we start, Gordon, by underlining your earlier point that as Scotland's death toll nudges 600 now from coronavirus, this is a deeply unedifying, undignified spectacle. An example of the spite, the malice and the distrust which has always scarred Scottish football. For me... We're sowing the seeds of disharmony which will scar our game for future decades. If we talk about clubs having been coerced into this vote, why were they? Because, you know, this is the third week of the lockdown now. Today marks the end of the third week of the lockdown. Surely on day one of the lockdown, all clubs were starting to think about how we might resolve the matter of this season, whether we might go for an extension or whether we might call the season with the number of games played that have been played. So I don't think they were rushed or bullied into anything. To deal with Rangers and the whistleblower, uh, who has apparently given them information which they feel strongly enough about to call for the suspension of Rod McKenzie, the SPFL lawyer, and the chief executive, Neil Doncaster. Well, Rangers should come public, go public with this information that they have now. Because on the one hand... They are saying that clubs were placed in a situation where they would have to vote or else money could not be released. A form of blackmail, if you like. But now Rangers are saying, well, we'll show you the information if we get an investigation into Rod McKenzie and Daniel Doncaster. So are they not playing the same game in that department? It is an ocean going shambles, a lot of it. 01419511025 to have your say at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Now I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the line by Falkirk chairman Gary Deans at the moment. Gary, bearing in mind we've not got until midnight, how would you even begin to clear up where we are at at the moment? Well, okay, I'm far, far longer than midnight to be able to clear it up. Um, uh, I suspect we're in for a, an interesting few days. Um, uh, no, I, I kind of just back up everything that's been said. Um, I'm as much in the dark. Um, as anybody else is, um, it, albeit I'm a chairman of, of, of Falkirk. Um, I've been involved in various video calls um, uh, with the SPFL boards um, uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks or so um, uh, since uh, the, the, the terrible situation uh, arose. 
Um, I, I think we've just got to try and unpick this and be pragmatic. And Budge, um, in her statements, has talked about the need for pragmatism, um, and I completely endorse that. Um, we've got to try, we've got to have a look at what the situation is, which is, is, is and it's uh, everybody using this word unprecedented. I mean, it, it, it's, gen, it's genuinely true in this situation. So we've got to look at where we are. What the effect of the current season, where, where, what the, the, the season just passed, um, uh, has been and, and will be. And I think we've got, then got to try and look a bit forward. The problem we're looking forward at the moment is no one knows um, what's coming up next. Um, uh, um, and nobody knows when we'll get back to life as normal, never mind football. Um, as Hugh said, um, uh, uh, football's almost an, an irrelevance, but it's, it's an obsession um, uh, and it keeps us going. Um, uh, so we all want to get back to normal But nobody knows when that's going to be How does this but Before we get into looking at, at some of the detail Gary, how does this reflect on our game this weekend? I do think it's embarrassing um, I think um, there was no need for it um, I think we could have came to a, a practical solution um, a, And got around the table um, I, I think there's been a lack of consultation um, And that lack of consultation has driven us to the place that we are. What do you make then of of, of how the SPFL and I, I know that, that 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 phrase, if you like, the SPFL it is the clubs, but we've got an SPFL board and we do have a, a governing body. What do you make of the handling of this? Well, I'm I'm, I'm involved in lots of businesses um, or in a variety of other businesses, um, and I come from a business background, so trying to adapt, import that into football is always quite difficult. Um, uh, but there's quite a lot of people and Budge I've mentioned earlier on but there's a variety of other people have got a business background when you're in business you, you, you've, you've got two two groups that you've got to be able to satisfy the people who are, are, are look after not just satisfy the people who work within your business um, and the business itself of course so you've got to look after the, the, the well-being of that and the people who work within within your business but you've also got to look after your, your, your shareholders or to use a kind of buzz phrase management speak stuff um, uh, your stakeholders and in this case the stakeholders are 42 clubs um, we are the members of the SPFL um, uh, we, we, we elect the board um, uh, and elect a representative to the board um, uh, and um, uh, the, the, the job of the board is to, to look after the good, the, the, the good of the SPFL and Scottish football and also reflect the interests of the members There's a suspicion here Gary that, that clubs have been well, use whatever word you want Bullied, coerced Various other words Into to voting a certain way Is that something you experienced? Something you're aware of? Something you have any strong opinions on? I think I think bullied's too strong um, it, There's been lots and lots of And this is what, what, what I don't think is, is, is the right way to be able to do this Lots of off-the-record calls Lots of discussions one-to-one um, Between member clubs and board members And so on um, uh, but that that all seems a bit haphazard, um, uh, and I think, well, I, I don't feel bullied. But there's been things being said, um, uh, um, and uh, you think, well, why are you saying it in the way that you're saying it? Um, uh, and I go back to what's at the root of this is the linking of um, uh, the, the the situation we're in, the finance, um, and the need to get finance out to clubs quickly, um, uh, and uh, the outcome of the leagues, um, uh, and potentially reconstruction. Trying to link all of that together is hugely complex and hugely difficult. So I think, go back to the pragmatism word, um, uh, you, you split that down and you look at what can you do soon, what's easy and what's more difficult and what do you need to be able to do to address the more difficult issues. And what we've tried to do is to almost form a kind of Rubik's Cube um, uh, of them all 
um, and try and solve it all at once between 42 clubs. It's impossible. Hugh, I know you'll be keen for the opportunity to speak to Gary. You're not with us in the room, which makes it a bit more difficult. So the floor is yours. Well, Gary, first of all, good evening. It's nice to hear from you. Uh, Can I ask you a couple of questions, Gary? Rangers have called for the suspension of Rod McKenzie, the SPFL lawyer, and Neil Doncaster, the chief executive. Very, very serious business if you suspend both men. Do you believe that that call for suspension is justified? Do you believe it would help clarify matters? Do you also believe that if Rangers have information from a whistleblower, they should make it public so that we all know where we are going from here? I find that really difficult to call, Hugh, um, uh, because I haven't seen the evidence. Nobody's seen the evidence. Um, uh, um, I think that does. I mean, Murdoch McLaren said if there's evidence there, it's got to be presented to the board. I would agree with that. I don't think it should be made public, um, uh, but I think it should be given to the board. In due course, it might be made public, but there's a process for these kind of things, and that's the process that should be followed. Um, uh, um, the, the, the conclusion of that, um, or, or, of, of the, any investigation or any process, um, uh, um, will come about in due course. Um, uh, I don't think it's 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 for me um, to be able to judge um, either Rod or Neil um, uh, because I don't know what's behind that. Well, you know, if they were to be suspended, and understand that uh, I am speaking hypothetically here, uh, in effect, you've you've closed the shop while the uh, the people who run the shop are placed under investigation. I'm just concerned, Gary, that the clock is ticking. The sands of time are moving on. And as you well know from your, your business perspective, it can't go on this way indefinitely because padlocks will be going on doors. Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure um, they were in such a rush. And and, and, I, and, and the statements that I made, and I, I did send a letter along with our vote, no vote, um, uh, when we put our vote in on Friday uh, 16.27. I checked my time after listening to the Inverness chairman. Um, so we put our, our, our vote in at 16.27. Interestingly, and just to, I, I, I said this to, to, to one of my friends and one of my colleagues this afternoon at the club. We issued, we sent ours in at 16.27 with a PDF of a letter and a PDF of our vote. I got a, an answer um, uh, from uh, them, from the SPFL, um, uh, acknowledging receipt of that within five minutes. Um, uh, so I didn't have a problem um, uh, getting through a firewall with my PDF. Now, maybe maybe, maybe uh, there was something else um, uh, that caused that problem uh, from a technical point of view, and I'm not technically minded enough to understand why that might well be, but I just thought I'd let you know. Uh, PDFs weren't a problem for us. Anyway, um, uh, um, the, 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 I take your point about um, you, you, the, 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 the pace. However, the, the money... Well, sorry, re-jig re, re that a wee bit. Uh, when, the, when the resolution was put out on Wednesday and the various calls that we had in the, the, the various leagues, the, 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 the statements were made that we were doing this in haste and as quickly as we were doing, asking for a vote for by, by Friday at five o'clock because it was essential that we got money out to clubs in the lower leagues. And that phrase was used as quickly as possible. Otherwise, clubs would go to or, or would be in severe financial difficulty or go to the wall. Um, I, I know that there are clubs in financial difficulty, um, but what I asked at the time was why um, a, are we giving um, a, a decision until probably around about the 23rd of April when the UEFA meeting is uh, for the Premier League, uh, but not for the other leagues. 
why why is it that we couldn't get that extra couple of weeks to talk through these issues in a more sensible fashion? Um, and I was told again that, that the clubs would would would, would face severe financial difficulty. Now, I I I know that we were never asked as a club um, what our financial position actually was. Um, so. Clubs who are in difficulty, and I've no doubt there are, and I know there are, um, we're going to the SPFL and saying we need money and we need money quickly. I doubt that any of them would have run out with money within the next two, two to three weeks. By July or August, absolutely, get that. Um, but the, the, this, this rush to get a vote through for Friday has caused, I think, um, a, a many problems. Um, so I'm not so sure that the haste was there. Um, uh, and I think we need to take a deep breath in these kind of things sometimes um, uh, and give ourselves a wee bit more thinking time. Um, uh, uh, and, and, and I don't think that's been given it here. Gary, I was, Today, Alex, sorry, Hugh, I was just going to say in terms of the timescale, because obviously this has been an issue for many clubs. When this was uh, put to the table on Wednesday, and it was obviously two days, five o'clock on the Friday that this was put, did you think that was ample time? You've kind of answered before, but I was just feeling because... There's several managers come on this show and given their opinion on that. So where are you with that, Gary, in terms of a football club? Did you think 48 hours was enough? I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn with my answer because I'll contradict myself. Um, maybe not for the first time. Um, uh, the, uh, I think there should have been more time given because of all the complex things that were being linked together, as I said earlier on, all the issues, suspension in the league, final league placings, financial and league reconstruction, and they were all linked together in one vote. Now, if you link as many things as that um, together, um, then you go back to um, various other uh, club chairmen and, and managers' points about um, we've got to think carefully about what next season will look like, apart from uh, the effect in the financials and, and the, the effect on people think um, I heard somebody at Partick talking about the effect, or, or maybe it was Anne Budge, um, talk about um, a, the effect of relegation um, resulting in people losing jobs. You go back to the situation that you mentioned, um, the, 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 the situation that the, the country is in, that we're all in. Should we be making decisions like that that are going to force businesses to um, clubs to, to lose people? Um, it, that doesn't feel right, um, and certainly not in a kind of rushed judgment. Now, having said that, and this is the contradictory bit, we were absolutely clear we were going to vote no. Um, so I didn't need 48 hours or whatever um, to know that we were going to vote no to this. But for all the reasons that I've outlined, and then others will point fingers at Falkirk and other clubs and say, well, actually, of course, you're always going to vote no because of self-interest. And it's difficult to separate that self-interest out. Of course, it's difficult. Um, so for all of these reasons, we were going to vote no. Gary Deans, Chairman of Falkirk, thank you so much for taking the time and, and trying like everyone else is doing to clear things up. We do appreciate it and hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Good man, that was Gary Deans, like I say, Chairman of Falkirk and now it really is your chance to step up to the plate. Based on what you've you've heard there, what you've read all weekend, what on earth do you make of what's going on? 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors helping you return to action. Talk to Thompsons.com Hugh Evans is in his man cave But he's very much with us in spirit Alex Ray is in the studio with me Gordon Duncan And we're going to try our best To clear up this absolute undeniable mess That Scottish football finds itself in Let's take our first call um, From a fan if you like We've just had the Falkirk chairman on Cameron is a Rangers fan On the line Cameron Where do you want to begin? Uh, I think you've actually hit the nail on the head when you said it's an absolute undeniable mess. I think we've heard from a chairman who's probably got more insight than most of us have got 
uh, from what's been happening recently. I think the clear thing here for me is we're three weeks into this. It's only three weeks we could have had a winter break in January and no played another game until the middle of February in Scotland. And I think, you know, people are dying out there. And I think we need to make sure that agendas are put aside. And, you know, I've only listened to the programme tonight for about 10 minutes and there's clearly agendas on all sides there about trying to get this um, sorted. But surely there's time. There's got to mm. be time to be taking a back seat and listen to all the instructions that we need from all sides and then make a decision. And this is not about Celtic not getting uh, awarded the title or, or anything like that. This is about making the right decisions for Scottish football. There's decisions getting made all over Europe. And, well, sorry, they're not being decisions made all over Europe. They're taking their time to make a decision. And I think we just need to get a back seat here and stop being so, I don't know, angry about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad Cameron raised that point, Hugh, because you'll have noticed, and this is the way things operate in this part of the world, Twitter, social media at the weekend has descended into on one in one corner you're Team Celtic and you want the titles to be handed out or you're in the other corner you're Team Rangers and you don't. We know it's a great rivalry. We thrive off it in, in, on this show. But this is much bigger than that. A vastly complex issue. But we seem to be determined to find that, that one thing, that one person, that one club to blame and it is way more confusing than that, Hugh. I accept that uh, Rangers must stand up for the Rangers supporters who want to see their club doing whatever they can to make sure that this season is played out on a football park. I fully understand that and respect that. But like Cameron's request for more time, how do we know where we're headed here? We have information from the Scottish Government which says absolutely nothing can happen before the 10th of June in terms of training and what have you. And... That was an initial estimate. It might be revised at a later date. When we had the Falkirk chairman on, he said that he didn't require any time. He freely admitted he required no time to think about the SPL proposal. Yeah, but they're in, an easy, they're in an easier position. I mean, they're one point behind Wraith at the top. They are never going to vote for that. And you would respect that wish. But it's not surprising that he didn't need time. No, not at all. But we have this other problem here with Rangers' request for the suspension of the chief executive and the SPFL's in-house lawyer. We have to get that matter out of the way. Uh, how do we assess whether a, a case is to be heard against these two men until Rangers show somebody what information it is that they have from the whistleblower? So we need to get things moving here in a constructive way uh, because, yes, maybe there is time but it's not without limit Cam- Cameron's right to focus on, on time Alex Because actually yeah. that's what this comes down to This comes down to whether you believe we've got time Or whether you believe we don't Now the the line from yeah. the SPFL is that No we can't wait because clubs really need the money And clubs yeah. are going to go out of business But but actually then there are clubs out there That, that are saying well, well no that that's not the case You just heard yes. the Falkirk chairman saying We don't think we're at that stage yet And just to add another ingredient into the mix, even if we are, why not come up with something to give out prize money or part of it now? Yeah, I said that on Friday night, Gordon, on the show, where I felt as if they could put a resolution together, get the votes necessary to keep clubs afloat. If there are clubs struggling and they can't get a resolution or one even up and running or an agreement in the meantime, I'm led to believe there's a facility 
that clubs can tap into where they can get a loan off the SPFL. And depending on what level that is, it will obviously vary in terms of monies. But if it's the lower levels of the game, then I think you're only talking about thousands of pounds rather than hundreds of thousands. So I think that's easily accessible in the short term because mm. Hugh touched on it on Friday night. If clubs are struggling financially, give them a hand. Give them a loan. Yeah, I mean, Cameron, this is... You raise excellent points but, but this is, Because this is exactly the, Where everyone Finds themselves Some people like you Cameron Are, are very confident Very sure that, that We've got time But, but equally that There's a similar amount Of people on the other side who, who don't think We've got time And who don't think There's any chance Whatsoever We finish this season How would you respond to that? Gordon I'm, I'm cutting across Football here I live down in Nantwich I've got family and friends I, I grew up in Clay Bank I've got family and friends. I don't even know if I'm going to see them again. So if we're worrying about a game of football, and don't get me wrong, I'm as big a Rangers fan as, as you'd ever meet, and I've got friends that are as big as Celtic fans you've ever meet, I think you've got bigger problems to be worrying about than what's going to happen in a game of football. See, see, see Cameron, you're, you're, you're bang on. You're absolutely bang on. But the problem is both sides are using that. Both sides are saying that exact same thing as justification. You know I'm, I'm, but, but Gordon, I'm not saying it. I'm not seeing it from either side. Do you know what? I watched Clyde Bank when I was a kid. So I don't really care about the football side of it. I think we just need to take our time. England haven't made a decision. Wales haven't made a decision. Let's just take it and see what it is. And if the decision is that we we need to give Celtic the title and it goes on and then that's up for the challenge for next year for both teams to either win 10 or stop 10. It's just, it's bigger an issue because of what's happened. And it's just, Ridiculous, I think. Yeah, I think you're bang on the money with a lot. Hugh Cameron references England and, and other leagues, and I think that would make everyone feel a little bit better about it if somehow you know when UEFA meet later this month, if there's some sort of blanket rule or blanket announcement, I think people would would handle that better. Um, the problem is though to then contradict that. Can you compare our leagues to these superpowers with all the money in the world? No, of course not. But uh, again, to to take care of the book work here, uh, if UEFA on the 23rd of April say, right, uh, any country under our jurisdiction can call their leagues at this time, then there's an opportunity to do that here. However, if John Nelms can ever be found, and if Dundee can ever send uh, a, a vote which makes it through the firewall, and if they tip the balance and the SPFL proposal fails, then there will need to be another proposal put before the clubs. So, yes, we can wait for UEFA. However, in the meantime, uh, Dundee may ensure that, statistically speaking, the SPFL proposal has failed and then they're going to have to come up with another one. I know we shouldn't make light of what is a very serious situation, but I can't believe Hugh Keevens is talking about firewalls on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You've heard it all. The man with the Nokia who can't even work his alarm clock is talking about firewalls. That is where we've got to, Hugh Keevens. Still goes off at 7 o'clock every morning in life. I do not know, Alex, how to turn the blessed thing off. Alex, we have been left with far more questions than answers yes. from this weekend. And I've tried to just boil it down to a couple of main ones. I know there's a lot. I know there's a lot more to it. But, but the first one, if we take it um, chronologically, chronologically. I'm glad you're here. 
Why did the SPFL release results of an incomplete vote? That seems to be a good starting yeah. point as to, to to where we're at because I've yet to see a convincing case as to why that was a good idea. Yeah, I've I've yet to see anyone give a a reasonable uh, explanation for it, Gordon. I think most people are unanimous that it should never have got out. I think the fact that Dundee now hold the casting vote, whichever way this is going to fall, is a terrible error in everyone's part. The fact that they're actually doing it at the moment, having cast a vote as well, uh, and that leads to other avenues, depending which way you look at fireside defence. I would like John Nelms to come and answer this because, as Hugh says, there is bigger issues. We're at an impasse at the moment as well. And the longer it goes on, the longer Mm. people are actually speculating about a lot of nonsense going... Um, as as I said I actually felt as if the vote was rushed through prior to that and we're at a place now where they could wait another 20 odd days and we're none the wiser and um, you just wonder what all the other clubs are thinking about this as well having put their vote in the time that we're asked to do it but what that does Hugh is that does then leave us open to accusations um, to, to conspiracy theories and there's some absolute mad stuff out there that, that we can't really um you know we can't allege without without proof. Can't stop fans doing it. Um, but but it does. It, it clearly makes you wonder what on earth happened between Dundee's initial no vote and then them seemingly choosing to not resubmit that vote. What happened there? Because that's the bit that's got everyone wondering. Who were they contacted by? Were they contacted by anyone? Were they convinced? And if not, if there is an innocent explanation, what on earth is it? Because it seems unlikely to a lot of people. That's why in the introduction, Gordon, I said this vote that never was has become Scottish football's smoking gun Uh, because again to cut the SPFL some slack and they're taking tremendous pressure at the moment but to cut them some slack in this regard if they had said on Friday night we cannot give you the outcome of the poll because one club one club has not submitted a vote or has submitted a vote, but now wish to say that's not their vote. They now wish to change their mind. If that had happened, we would have been shouting from the rooftops, who is that club? This is a shambles. So they, Still they, would have been better than this, though, would it not? Well, it's a photo finish to my way of thinking because we're still in the same position where I would like to know what John Nelms... You know, yes, of course, the question of what happened to the vote and why was it changed? I read this morning the former St Mirren chairman, Stuart Gilmore, say that there had to be something sinister attached to that. However, it's more important to me that we find Mr Nelms and Dundee do cast their vote because if the proposal has fallen, we are 10 days short of the UEFA meeting, which may or may not give the SPFL the right to call the league as being over and done with. If Dundee's vote ends the SPL proposal over the next 10 days, we'll have to think of another one then. I think that leads us on nicely to John and Clyde Banks' question. John, what, what's on your mind tonight? How you doing, guys? Hi, John. Uh, I've actually kept away from it all. Since the, the, the football was called off, I have kept away from football. being really busy, to be fair, anyway. Um, I'm still working. But if it was a no vote... And um, all the clubs rejected it, right? Or the majority. What was the what was the league's proposal next? What what, what was the plan? Was there a, what was the plan B? What was the plan C? Because 
there's always going to be a chance that they might not get their vote anyway. So, what next was going to happen? Well, you have to you have to believe, Hugh, that there was a degree of confidence that that it wasn't going to fail. That's kind, you know, the idea when you put a proposal together, you do it on your belief that that it will get the backing. And, and and I feel that's an important time to actually introduce a little bit of balance because thirty three clubs voted for it. We've had 41 votes in And 33 voted for it Now not enough to pass at the moment We all know we're waiting in Dundee But the narrative has shifted slightly over the weekend And depending what you look at or what you read You would be led to believe That this was an an absolute farcical proposal From the beginning And and everyone is against it 33 clubs voted in favour of it Hugh So we're we're in marginal areas here Yeah um, you, You put that idea forward to answer John's question, believing that here we are, this is we've had to think about it. But we've got a nine-man SPFL board, including uh, Rangers managing director Stuart Robertson, who sits on the board. Uh, and here is the idea that we are putting to our forty-two clubs. Now, you don't necessarily have to say. Incidentally, if you vote against it, here's the next idea we have. They put it to the clubs. 33 out of 42 said, OK, we'll go with that. And now we need to know what Dundee are doing. I'm honestly of the opinion that while we wait for the UEFA judgment, Dundee needs to, to show their hand, need to declare themselves. And I, and I do think that it wasn't just 48 hours notice the clubs had. Today marks the end of three weeks of lockdown. On day one of lockdown, all clubs must have been thinking, where do we go from here? They must all have had an idea in the mind, were they to be presented with the question that was put to them in the lower leagues now and we'll have an extension of time to see if we can finish the the Premiership. In terms of a plan B, I think there was another five possible proposals or ways that they could actually go. They were all knocked back. Uh, they, they listed the pros and cons of their proposals and they clearly systematically took them off the table. That was released yesterday by Ann Budge. They've went with the one that's actually hanging in the balance at the moment. So they may well revisit that. It may well be a case. Now, come back to the Dundee thing, Hugh and everybody, because for me, this gives them an advantage because if they had harboured restructuring restructuring plans, then this now gives them, if they vote, it might give them a, a more... Uh, upper hand that they might actually get the the restructuring through. So for someone to have an advantage on the back of this vote mm-hmm. is beyond me. Uh, John, wh- wh- where do you see this going fr- from here, John? Because the, the latest development, if you can call it that, was was really Hearts last night, and it was Ann Budge coming out and, and pushing for reconstruction. Now again, the team that's going to get relegated from the Premiership wants to reconstruct and stay in the league. I know there's an, an element of obviousness to that, but where do you see it heading, John? I think maybe link reconstruction is not a bad idea. Uh, and and the, maybe Anne Robinson's obviously got another agenda to stay in, in the bigger league, but we could bring up the other... It's, we could make it a bigger league. I, I, I understand that one. But when it comes to Scottish football, common sense seems to evaporate rather shut quickly. The, and no one will ever, ever get this right it's the, See, for me, the league should just make a decision And stand by it Because at the end of the day, it's their league I don't think many would argue about that after the weekend But we can revisit that point We need to get the travel with Stephen And then we'll pick up on what John had to say 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Experienced players who know how to win. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans here to take your calls. We are on Twitter as well, but let's get stuck back in on the phones to Davy in Delmarnock. Hi, Davy. Hi, gentlemen. You okay? Not bad. How are you? Yeah, first big time my heart goes out to anybody who's really struggling, who's lost everybody. It, it makes this whole thing a wee bit futile. But well said, David. Uh, my point is, uh, just listening back there, I think you you might maybe listen back to it the, the last the last couple of minutes or the, the last ten minutes. I think you contradicted yourself about four or five times in the, okay, in the in that's the, nothing. The same couple of sentences. You might be listening to it. Anyway, my big my big point is. I can't understand for the life of me how the likes of Dundee. I mean, we're all we're all we're all agreed that Dundee did submit a vote. The boys, did, do we agree that? Uh, yes, I mean, well, sort well, of. Well, they did. They, they didn't. Well, what, Davey, I'm, I'm not even. I'm, I'm talking about that's clearly where the debate hinges. You know, did it arrive when? Yes, the SPFL say it did arrive, but it, but it arrived later. Um, so I'm just trying to be. It did arrive. I mean, there's 28 days to submit a vote, isn't there? Yes, but by the time it arrived, they had already been in touch with the SPFL to say, "Don't consider this." Yeah, yes, there's no vote. Submit, how, can, how can you submit a vote and then say, "Oh, by the way, don't don't count that vote"? Where, when has that ever happened in any voting structure in the world? How can I, how, how can you can you submit a bet and then phone up and say, "Oh, by the way, uh, don't." Don't, don't do that That bet doesn't count Go to Twitter Can you phone up A bet A betting company And say Oh by the way uh, See the bet I'm going to I'm going to Submit Don't Don't Ignore, ignore that I mean, that's, It's absolutely ridiculous Again I, I wouldn't disagree With anything Davey says you On the face of it You know it, And this This is where people are, are Are sort of struggling Hugh Especially on the This idea that One thing Gordon One thing Does that mean Everybody else Can now phone up And say no. By the way Can I check can no. I change my vote? Well, just because the timeline, because the phoned up before the vote went in. No, well, which is which is debatable. Well, well, this is where it, it, it gets really strange, uh, Alex. There seems to be the, a the vote did go in. That's the end of the story. The vote did go in, so you can't turn around and say, "By the way, don't count my vote." That's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, you, <laughs> yeah, you can clearly, you can, uh, Davy, because but, the but you would sympathise with Davy in. in that, you know, to say that's ridiculous is not even close to being controversial. That doesn't sit right with a lot of people. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, and they're quite right not to have it sit right with them. However, quite clearly, you can do this because the SPFL have not said, "Oh well, I'm sorry." It's like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, that was your final answer, and we're accepting your first answer as your final answer. Uh, so clearly, Dundee can get away with what they are currently doing. Uh, the, no one at the SPFL is contradicting that. What we need now is for Dundee to confirm, beyond all shadow of doubt, how they want to vote. And this is where Davies right on one of the other important strands to this, Alex, because, and I don't have the answer for this, I wish I did, yeah. but it does appear, that, as Davy asked, that you can change a no vote, but wait for this, that you can't change a yes vote. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that online today, Gordon, which seems rather convenient and um, rather unfair because you should be able to do it both ways, in my opinion. And or none. Yeah, or neither way. I absolutely. So, uh, but I just look at this and and the fact that it got there late. Then they send through a a letter to say that they would like that 
no vote taken back, which actually gets there before the no vote got there later mm-hmm. on in the night. The whole thing's rather murky. And and again back to Hugh's point, I think um I think the quicker John Nelms I, I find it astonishing that the team that I managed for a couple of years are holding the cards here. They are the ones with the power, and this was never this is never the way these things were set up, Gordon. And I think it's to say it's a shambles is an understatement. I mean, Davy, I think most people, most level-headed people who genuinely care about the way this game hope hope that that you can get to the bottom of it. And if some if the SPFL board or people within the SPFL have done something untoward that they are outed and, and that we can go on from here but as it stands Davey how much would this be cleared up do you think if Dundee would just come out and, and, and give us their well, version of events it looks as if it's going to go criminal there's criminal charges going to get, get swung into the ballpark well, yeah, so let, let's, let's hold sure. fire on things that we are not really sure about I'm not sure how yeah, you, you know that that's out there, that's out there now because doesn't, it doesn't mean it's true Davey no, the statements are all. I mean, what is true is the statements are all contradictory all the way. Even even Hugh, they come up with four different scenarios. And the one phone call saying Dundee submitted a vote, Dundee didn't submit a vote, Dundee are going to submit a vote on the one sentence. You know, so it's just everything's all. Co- I, I, I heard, uh, I read, and I listened to the language. Um, uh, put it out And it was just full of contradictions as well. You know, what Dundee, was that? Sorry, it broke up a little bit, David. You listened to what? I listened to the letter that McClellan put out to the clubs and it was full of contradictions. Murdo M- McClellan, yeah. Yep. Saying that uh, Dundee had put put in their uh, had put in the vote at quarter past six or six o'clock or whatever and then and then uh, you know and then phoned later saying uh, don't or I phoned before it before it got to them. You know, don't 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 consider this vote, which is just ridiculous for me. Yeah, well, listen, I, you don't have to believe it, Davy. I would I would never try and make you believe it, but I don't think there's a a contradiction there as such. You either believe that timeline or you don't, Hugh. Um, Murdoch McLennan said that it, that the Dundee vote arrived later that night, but only after a written request from the club. Like I say, you do not have to believe it. Don't take my word for it, but but I don't think there's a contradiction in the timeline. No, David describes it as a contradiction on my part. I am simply parroting uh, what has been put out that Dundee initially put in a vote and then at a later date said, no, don't take that as our final word. We do not wish that to be assumed to be our vote. And clearly you can get away with that kind of thing because the SPFL have not said, oh no, sorry, first answer was your final answer. So we are in that position where John Nelms and Dundee Football Club. But why is that the case, though, Hugh? Does that not strike you as being odd? That you can go back on your initial answer. Well, yeah, one way, Hugh, you can go. You can actually say if it's uh, a yes vote, you can't go back on your initial vote. Oh, yeah. You can do it the other way. Yeah, yeah, completely, Alec. I mean, I would like to think I have a logical cast to my mind, and I think if you're allowed to change your vote, and your vote was no. You must be allowed to change your vote if your vote was yes. That that, how can you have only one system, and that system does not allow for a yes vote to be rescinded. Davian Dom- Davian Domanuk, thanks for taking the time. Hopefully, speak to you soon. 
Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. But it is beat the pundit time, a nice way to kick off the week. You can get the better of Hugh Evans. In fact, he's he's exempt, isn't he? So you get the better of Alex Ray and you walk away with a signed ball. It's as simple as that. A few easy questions for you. And if you want to play, it's 01419511025. And the call must be in before 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Tackling compensation claims for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have been trying our best to react to what was an extremely busy weekend. No football on the pitch in Scotland, but that doesn't stop us from exploding off of it. Various claims and counterclaims and all sorts of nonsense with regards to the SPFL vote, which, as things stand, is still up in the air because no one really knows what Dundee's final position is on it. No one has heard from John Nelms or anyone at Dundee in the last couple of days. And until we do, it looks like we could be up in the air for some time more. But stay tuned. We're going to be here every night between six and eight, trying our best to bring you the very latest on what is an ever-moving, ever-changing and very complex story. Let's do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit to kick off a new week Alex Ray will be playing tonight He's up against Chris from Stonehouse How are you Chris? Hi I'm good thank you, how are you? Not too bad at all, are you looking after yourself? Uh, uh, just getting bored staying in the house with a four year old kid <laughs> Challenging to say the least oh, uh, Don't even start me, Alex Ray has been he's been moaning a bit through the break there He was out in his back garden at, at the manor today with um, a shawl wrapped round him Hugh, Just to shelter him from the wee wind uh, But to let a bit of sun <laughs> onto his, his face as well no, I think no, all day no, just no. catching up with him No, 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 no Deniston boys can't even <laughs> own a shawl Never mind wear one, surely Desperate times It was brilliant I loved every minute of you I can't wait the morrow Anyway You're going to be taking on Chris from Stonehouse Alex So the only thing for yep. me to do first Is give you something else to listen to That way he can't hear what you're saying Chris It's just you and I And the rules are as follows Very simple 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions right as you can And you can pass Are you ready? Yep, let's go Good man Your time starts now Which club did Celtic sign Christopher Julian from? Oh, pass. Which side's currently top of Scottish League Two? Uh, League Two, that'd be cold. Who's Hearts' top goal scorer in all competitions this season? Probably Boyce. Who's the current manager of the French national team? Oh, oh, I used to play for them. Oh no, I need to pass. Who's the most northerly side in the Scottish Championship? The Scottish Championship, the most northerly side. Yep. Oh. I'm going to go in for this Okay let's bring Alex Ray back Alex can you hear us? I'm good thanks Great same set of questions to you Yes Your time starts now Which club did Celtic sign Christopher Julian from? Julian uh, Which side are currently top of Scottish League 2? Uh, Cove Rangers Who is Hart's top goal scorer in all competitions this season? Naismith Who is the current manager of the French national team? Uh, Deschamps Who are the most northerly side in the Scottish Championship? Inverness Who did Rangers sign from Fiorentina in 1997? Violi Who is the current Dundee United captain? Dundee United uh, Dylan Okay, okay Chris, what do you think? What's the verdict? Well, I'll need to hide in a corner Alec, he's beat me 
That is never good That is never good but It'll be a dark room for me It might not be the reality Let's find out Which club did Celtic sign Julian from Hugh? Wren Toulouse Oh So which side currently top of Scottish League 2 Cove Rangers won all After two questions uh, Who is Hart's top goal scorer In all competitions this season? Just in case you'd forgotten How things were going uh, For Hearts this season It's Craig Halkett As in oh central defender Craig Halkett On seven Who's the manager of the French national side? Did you kick yourself when you heard Alex's attempt, Chris? I did actually because I knew it was the next player. Did he? Deschamps. Did you? Did you play against him? I did, did that do, o- yes. His I Chelsea think, spell did that overlap I with think, you? I think so. I think uh, it wasn't I, bad. I, I eh? out my back pocket. Oh please! Uh, <laughs> <Steady> <laughs> the, the most northerly side in the Scottish Championship it is Inverness. You both got that, so it's three-two to Alex. It's quite a good battle, but unfortunately, Chris. That's where your battle ended You ran out of time Who did Rangers sign From Fiorentina In 97 I wonder if you'd have known That one Chris As a Rangers fan No I'm not as old as Alec It's Lorenzo Amoruso Amo. So there we go And the Dundee United captain Is Mark Reynolds So there we go It was a tight one But it was three to Alex And only two to Chris In Stonehouse Hard lines Chris Ah well Stay safe Chris Stay safe Paul Guys. Good man, that was Chris in Stonehouse Aquel, that's the way it goes, I like that Taking it on the chin, a 3-2 victory No arguing, Hugh, we're all friends Well, it'll so never f- catch on, that's all I can say It's always nice to get after a wee one at the start of the week, Gordon Just keeps you Keeps you tightening on Optimistic for the week ahead, quite right um, A bit of news coming out on a, on a similar theme to what we've been discussing all night And that's mm. that Kelty Hearts have been awarded the Lowland League title, Hugh um, that is not to say yeah. this is any sort of precedent Or that our SPFL leagues are going to follow suit I just thought you might be interested to know So if you want to know the, the details They were six points clear of Bonnie Rig, But they had a game in hand And they had five and six games respectively to go Like I say, a sign of things to come? N- nope, not, not, not necessarily um, but, but we're starting to see Obviously the Highland League did it a few weeks ago The Lowland League have done it And we await on the big boys catching up. Well, there's an obvious joke in there, isn't there? Uh, you know, the manager of Kelty Hearts <laughs> being Barry Ferguson. If Barry is asked, uh, should the Premiership be called now? I'd be very interested in his reply. I think Big Bob says he wouldn't be too comfortable with being called now. <laughs> no, seriously, I think he'd done an article, didn't he? If my memory serves me right. Yeah, I know we're making light of it. I don't mean to be serious. I don't want to enter debate over it. But, but there are a few like that. If you think about oh, Stephen Gerrard, would be the other obvious one. A bit, yes. a bit Liverpool and, and what's going on up here. Uh, John, Has he been asked a question yet, Stephen? Um, he's probably staying away from it, I would imagine. <laughs> um, John Robertson, he, he would have been the one most against this proposal Because not only were Inverness annoyed at it But so were Hearts So I'm sure he's got his loyalties there as well yeah, As I say, <laughs> self-interest is a perfectly acceptable Basic human instinct Self-harm is another matter altogether And we have got to get ourselves sorted out here We've got to find out if there is to be an investigation into Neil Doncaster was there wrongdoing are they under suspicion of any sort whatsoever who uh, gave Rangers their information what is that information let's get transparency Uh, let's get Mr Nelms let's find out who Dundee voted does the SPFL proposal stand or fall we need to get all this sorted out before we move on good luck Um, let's speak to Frank and Kilmarnock hi Frank Evening Gordon, how are you doing? Not bad. Um, evening to you, evening Alec. Um, hope you Thank and all the fellow pundits are safe and well, just like everybody else Thank out you, there. Thank you, Frank. As, Same to you. 
as we're all going through a bigger fight than um, what's going on at the SPL just now. So first and foremost, that comes priority. Um, just I was listening to the show as I always do. Um, it's good to have a distraction in the middle of these tough times, guys. So thank you um, for continuing to do that first and foremost for everybody. Um, my, my main point, Gordon, you said earlier on, and Stu's just said that about self-interest, and you actually made a comment that Celtic will probably want to go with a yes. Um, I don't know a single Celtic fan. Did I say that? There. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. I certainly, yeah, I, did. Certainly, I, I certainly didn't mean it like that, Frank. What I right. said was, if you were to look at social media, you would be forgiven for thinking that it had descended into... If you're on one team You're Celtic And you pick yes And if you're on the other team You're in Rangers And you pick no And what I then said was Actually it's so much bigger than that So I wasn't I wasn't saying that's the case No absolutely And I, listen I see Twitter I, I'm on it um, And some of the nonsense on it is, is, is just crazy I think that I don't know The bit I was going to say I don't know a single Celtic fan Out there that wants This decided via a yes no vote And I don't think There's a single football fan in Scotland or anywhere else in Europe that wants it decided even if there was there, yes, no. There is a bigger fight mm-hmm. taking place. I think just now we need to look at what the government in the UK have done in terms of likes of myself and millions and millions of other people who have been furloughed and you've been looked after via a loan or a grant. Now, granted, the SPFL and stuff won't have these same fundings, but I think for Scottish football to continue with integrity that everybody keeps talking about is let's look at some sort of loan systems. Let's take away all these silly votes um, get some sort of money, whether it's we need to ask the Scottish Government or somebody, but actually just make the 2019-20 season carry forward and be finished in a football pitch whenever it needs to be done when it's safe. Whether that goes into 2021, guys, I don't care because at the end of the day, there's a far bigger thing out there. Now, granted, I listened to Hugh on Friday and he's bang on. By the time we get to kick a ball again, if we don't do something, there could be 10, 12 clubs with the, the, the administrators there and the door shut, and that would be absolutely horrendous. We all love our football, but just now, let's park it, but let's give the clubs their money to survive. Now, how they get do that is up to them, the SPFL and the SFA. They're the government of the football, just like our government bailed us out. So I think... Let's get rid of all this nonsense. Let's get rid of statements left, right and centre. He said this and she said that, because that's absolutely cringeworthy. But guys, I think somehow the, the, the top brass at the football needs to sit around the table. I know there's a Sky contract and everything else, but there's contracts like that in millions of businesses. People are realising there's a bigger fight here. Human, um, human interest will come into it and people will try and find resolutions if you sit around the table. We need to get rid of this yes-no nonsense. I just think it's a far bigger thing going on in the world just now. Forget null and void. That's just absolute mental. Just take that off the table. Let's make this season finish in a football pitch whenever it takes. Um, and if it means we need to start next year's season in January or whatever, let's do it logically. But that just seems to me a bit of common sense. But yeah, we need to Frank, find the money. I think one of the issues with that, Frank, is is, is the money. Is you, uh, that will always be the case. There's a five-year deal on the table. So see to carry this on to November, December, whenever it comes in, it may be August, but to carry that on, then you have a financial uh, disparity there. And clubs, as you rightly say, are struggling now. So what are they going to be like six months down the line without any money? Because the... the, the TV deal won't kick in, Frank. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. But I think you're listening to Nicola Sturgeon every day and the previous politicians down in London. We are in totally unprecedented times. Businesses out there are 
um, helping suppliers, they're helping employers, we're keeping millions. Listen, I'm not working and I'm getting 80% of my wage, you know what I mean? That's what's happening in the real world. Now, Sky, BT, all these other sponsors will realise that there's a global pandemic and unfortunately 100,000 people have lost their life and millions of people are affected by this. Now, what a contract said in December 2019 to what it now says in April 2020, in the middle of this, should be looked at because there's, a, there's an absolute change and a total unforeseen circumstance that nobody in their right mind wouldn't sit down and say, right, let's extend that contract for another six months to make sure that we get through this in a proper, humane way um, with morals rather than saying, no, that contract was due to expire on 30th of June 2020. Let's rip it up. Yeah. I don't know of any creditable sponsor of any league that we do that, given what we're going through. There is a lot of admirable stuff that, that Frank says there, Hugh, and, and on the face of it, it, it does sound it does sound good. And I wonder if if that's the bit we need to find out more about, because there's always been this this idea that well, you know, running it into to September, October, November, you know, we can't just start at another date because of this TV deal. It's a record-breaking TV deal, and we don't want to upset it. We even had Derek McInnes on the Aberdeen manager last week. Confirming as much You know We'd be very careful With how we treat that TV deal But it would be nice To find out a bit more about it As to whether that is the reality That it's non-negotiable Or whether something can be Figured out When Derek spoke though He spoke before The Scottish Government Brought out their statement Saying that No group activity Such as a football club training uh, Would be countenance Before the 10th of June Now that Is a, a Conservative estimate perhaps They might yet change their mind and that might be pushed back even further uh, the other point to be made I think John the earlier caller said look why don't the SPFL just take the decision and stand by it well there's a nine man SPFL board but nine can't speak on behalf of 42 the 42 have to democratically decide where we go from here given government advice on what is and is not safe and given where football wants to go from here. And my final answer to Frank about uh, no Celtic fan wanting this season to end other than on the park, I perfectly understand that because there must be an immense sense of frustration among uh, Celtic players, officials and supporters because they were on the verge of nine titles in a row. They were two games away from being the first club in history to win the Scottish Cup four times in a row. Neil Lennon had a chance of becoming only uh, the fourth manager in Celtic's history to win a, a treble following Jock Steen, Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers. There was so much for Celtic to anticipate and it's all been taken from them for the moment. So they must feel the deepest sense of frustration of all of the clubs, I would think. Well, any team that's going for a title, I don't, I don't think you need to differentiate because all, they've all got their own unique aims. And Dundee United were hoping, after such a long spell in, in the Championship, hoping to win that one. Cove Rangers coming up from from the Highland League and looking basically any team who's going for something is, yeah. is, is got the potential to miss out. But but Celtic's title came with if they got the title, would have been the quad uh, that possibly the quadruple treble into the equation. I'm just answering Frank's point that no Celtic fan uh, is happy with the way things are. They don't want to be given the the title under circumstances that are not played out on the football park. But 
The world has intervened. The real world has intervened. And that might not be possible to finish this season on a football park, either in front of people or behind closed doors. A lot of interesting stuff in there, Frank and Kilmarnock. Thanks a lot. Make sure you stay in touch with us over the coming weeks and months. Um, A bit of confirmation tonight that Edinburgh City voted against that resolution. The, The latest club to come out, it says we did so on the basis that we do not believe any club should suffer financially for the current situation created. By COVID-19 pandemic So a similar language to To Anne Budget Hearts And again If you're wondering You know Why? What's their interest in all this? They were of course the team that were Second to Cove In League 2 So they actually ha- And they actually have got a very similar Points deficit And I think game in hand situation To Celtic and Rangers As we as we have in the Premiership um, So again Nothing overly surprising In, in, in every league The team that's second Yep has voted against it So yeah. you know Inverness in the Championship Falkirk in League 1 Edinburgh City in League 2 The team that's bottom of all the divisions Apart yeah. from Brecon Has voted for it as well So you know Again we're back, we're back Gordon. to this Exactly um, Unfortunately uh, Just when things are, are, are going it's, it's difficult time for, for football clubs at all levels An extra difficult time For the good folks At junior side Bells Hill Athletic mm. This weekend uh, And we're going to speak To someone from the club And explain the situation And hopefully offer a bit of help After these Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Your comeback is on Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Let me quickly get your teaser up and running Before we move on uh, Big thank you for This one being sent in Who was it? It's on my paper somewhere um, Graham Barry Thank you to Graham for sending it in It says Since the SPFL started in 2013-14 Nine players have scored Two or more hat-tricks So nine players have scored multiple hat-tricks um, Since the SPFL started Can you name them? I'll take one guess each Dembele Yep, you get two. Hugh Evans. Edward. No. All right, we'll Chris leave Boyd. it there. Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd's not there either. So <laughs> one down and eight to go. We'll revisit it. Plenty of time to squeeze your calls in between now and eight. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Um, I was going to say I'm delighted to be joined on the phone by Brian Kloss from Bells Hill Athletic, but but that's the wrong word because I wish it was under. Better circumstances Brian Thanks for joining us And just explain a little bit About what's going on At, at your club At Rockburn Park At the weekend uh, Good evening Gordon Thanks for taking the call um, Well 36 hours ago uh, We got a phone call At 6.30 in the morning To say that Our changing room Was on fire um, And as you may have seen From the social media posts uh, Basically it's gone up In flames Everywhere The roof is Is destroyed and it's uh, not quite what we were hoping for on the Easter Sunday. Yeah, and I mean, Brian, at any time, obviously, um, you know, a real sore one for for everyone involved at the club and the local area and the community, but particularly at the moment when everyone's having a difficult time and there is so much uncertainty out there. Just how how tough was it to to get the phone call and and to go and see it? Um, it was gut wrenching and awful, all in one go. Um, I have to say, when I drew up and arrived and saw the two appliances there, uh, there was a tear as I ran down to open up to let them in. Um, it was awful. And what, what sort of damage, Brian, are we talking now that we're a, a couple of days on? How, how much damage are we talking? <clears throat> well, I think we're quite fortunate. I don't think the structure has taken much damage. So I think we're just looking at new roof and refitting the inside. But the roof is in danger of collapsing, so Fire Scotland... Had obviously advised to stay out of the building 
Uh, so until the landlords in North Lanarkshire get organised um, and come down to get the inspections done, we're kind of in limbo at the moment. And I understand, and for anyone who, who is in the fortunate enough position to, to be able to help out, there is a GoFundMe page set up, Bells Hill Athletic FC. If you search for that and GoFundMe, you should find it there. Um, Brian, already a really encouraging reaction from the local community and the football family, if you like, trying to come together and help you guys out. It has been awesome. Um, I say not just the local community, not just cash, but the offer of services, materials, time and labour. Um, when companies offered the new uh, boiler for the shower room with the showers and pumps, or somebody offered sheeting for the roofing, we've had plumbers, plasterers, joiners, plus, as I said, as you mentioned, and the GoFundMe is almost at £6,000 in 24 hours, which has just been absolutely astonishing. Um, everyone connected with the club is just completely dumbfounded by it, how, how much they are, and, and other clubs have reached out to us from our grade, and from down south as well and donated and it's just been phenomenal Yeah, Hugh, sad times like like I mentioned to Brian <clears throat> under any circumstances but particularly at the moment Well, it sounds to me as if the, the community really has rallied round the, the football club uh, and more than just Brian will be heartened by that everyone who plays for Bells Hill Athletic uh, uh, goes to see them uh, so I can only wish you well, Brian it sounds as if uh, you're you're well on the way to uh, rectifying a bad business. And what's what's life like for for junior clubs like Bells Hill Brian aside from from this difficult situation? Because understandably, there's a lot of focus on you know where our SPFL teams go from here and whose titles given to who and all the rest of it. But what's the uncertainty like at junior level? Well, well, for us it was actually we were having a, a quite a prosperous future. We were all part of the the group of clubs moving forward into Tier Six and the new West of Scotland Football League. So next season was going to be a brave new and a brave new dawn for all of us, an exciting time. Um, but obviously now for us it's quite tempered and will we still have a part come the start of the season? Um, we'll have to make other arrangements, but it's just obviously all up in the air at the moment. But certainly we're looking forward to getting going again. Well, Brian, we are truly sorry to hear what happened, but we wish you well and hopefully everyone else can continue to rally round and hope that there's some sort of positive outcome. Thanks again for joining us. No, thanks very much for the time. Thank Good you. Man. That was Brian Kloss from Bell Hill Athletic. Like I say, if you search for Bell Hill Athletic FC GoFundMe page, you should find it. Uh, trying their best to get things back together. Alex, yeah. brutal timing. There's no good time for something like that to happen. But I think at the moment, when everyone's feeling a little bit, a little bit fragile, a little bit down. To be hit with the reality of that Yeah, it's uh, terrible news for Brian uh, And the guys at Bells Hall We wish them well uh, It's a very positive start £6,000 on the Just Giving page And uh, I want to see if I can muster up an old top somewhere for him uh, And see if we can auction it somewhere Good stuff 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Where Hugh I have a few people wishing to point out And they're, they're quite right to do so When we were having that discussion earlier on um, Talking about the, you know the, the fact that you can Change a or you can't change a yes vote, but you can change a no vote sort of thing on 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 the recent proposal. Um, various people pointing out that you know this is required by companies acts, and you know in, to suggest otherwise is is wrong. So that's fine. I'm always here to to I can't get it right all the time, but try and provide a bit of balance. So if that is the case, then you you get a hands up and an apology from me. Well, you have to be a Philadelphia lawyer to talk about Scottish football now. Uh, but if it is company law that you can change a no vote but not a yes, 
vote, uh, then of course uh, you, you can't contradict what is written down in law. Yeah, because the side of it and that, that I did know, Alex, or, or I had figured, if you like, going into this is this. Again, the, the, the rhetoric around it I think has been a little bit confusing because it, it was a the, the the board proposed this resolution. It, it was what's the word? It was meant to get through, if you like. So people are comparing it to other types of votes as they understand it, and that's actually not the case. The SPFL come up with this proposal on the the idea that the that it would get through. Yeah, and absolutely, and so it's geared towards actually getting through. Um, so whenever you're putting it there, then. They'll try and muster up the numbers so that it gets through. Yeah, absolutely and, correct. And that's why Hugh, and without knowing the the, the exact allegations, then it, it's difficult to provide exact balance. But the fact that it was designed to get through, people shouldn't be naive to think that there wasn't going to be a level of lobbying, if you like. I mean, that that's kind of the way it's supposed to work. Let me be extremely clear. If there's anything underhand or, or bullying, as some people have put it, that's clearly not acceptable. But 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 let's be clear about this We we shouldn't be surprised That people were trying to, to win others round To their way of thinking That's kind of how it works Well it's a democratic process And under the democratic process There will be lobbying There will be uh, conversations Which take place in private uh, But that's why we have to get to the bottom Of the whistleblower And uh, what information was presented to Rangers Rangers would have to present that to the SPFL board Because they are the ones who have said That they wish to see the chief executive And the in-house lawyer suspended So we have to tidy up that matter One way or another And then we go back to the democratic process If Dundee vote And it puts an end to the SPFL proposal Regarding the lower leagues And the resumption of the premiership if that proposal has fallen, then the nine men on the SPFL board have to come up with another proposal and put it before the democratic process. Scott, me... Sorry, Scott Gardner actually said that there was a group chat and within the championship, Gordon, and they were all giving their views and they were trying to sway people. But ultimately, at the end, it was down to that individual club to vote whatever way they seen fit. Sure. 01419511025 and the phone's at Clyde SSB. On Twitter Just quickly let's revisit that teaser To see how you're getting on You are looking for nine players To score two or more hat-tricks Since the SPFL started back in 13-14 So you've got Moussa Dembele And that's all you've got so far Cosgrove Nope Morelos Anthony Stokes Um, Morelos, no Stokes, yes Adam Rooney Yes, okay we'll leave it there You've got three of the nine Adam Rooney, Anthony Stokes and Moussa Dembele Just a quick reminder As always If you want to hear your question On the show We'd obviously love to have it And the address you need Is fulltime At Clyde1.com You can play along with us On Twitter tonight If you want Looking for those nine players With multiple hat-tricks In the SPFL Stuart's a Rangers fan He's in Coatbridge What have you got for us tonight Stuart? Hi good evening Panther And stay safe And all your family as well I've got a these bad times Great stuff Stuart Thanks for, for taking the time To mention it you too Yes, uh, what I would like to pick to the panel, I think the only way I've been thinking, I mean, I've been, it's been, the last couple of nights I've been, I've been, been watching and listening, the only way, uh, the way the world's going now, we're about, about another, another freebie. I would say maybe the first or the second week of May, there could be, a, there could be something then, hopefully, if this is getting all cleared up, we could start to play the games. In the first or the second week of May. Do you think so, Stuart? And again, I'm I'm not I'm not an expert at all, but that does seem a bit unlikely, does it not? 
Well, well the reason I'll, I'll tell you this why, I've been keeping contact with good friends of mine in Spain and they've been telling me about things that's going over there. It is really dictation down there and it's getting, really, it's getting a lot better. There's so many workers going back to work tomorrow. So we're about three or four weeks behind them. So you take three, you, you say another three weeks from now, it can start going back, even play behind doors. Just get the, ca- the camera on but, and behind doors and see the game getting played. It could possibly, that's my only explanation is, they've got to finish this, but it's the only thing that's best for Scottish football. Mm. And even if clubs are struggling for money, as we said, they could go to the Scottish government and get the money, and once that money is all, all, all put back into the club, they could pay the government back or whatever it's going to take. But as my only recollection is, to get the games played to a finish. The only way Scottish football is going to go on, mate, is for the better for everybody and it'll sort it out one way or another. That's what I think. What do you think, Alex? Ray? Yeah, well, I mean, clubs are using the government's job retention yeah. scheme, Alex. That's only, Follow, yeah. that's only having a, you know, that'll only do so much, so to speak, without any income coming in. I would love Stuart to be right. right. Don't, don't get me wrong, but we're only two and a half weeks away from the start of May. It, I, I think it's highly, highly unlikely. I think the fact that they've said uh, June. Is uh, the earliest that they can actually start training to, to then maybe nip, nip two or three weeks off that I think that's very optimistic I don't see it happening anytime yeah, soon I, Do you know what, I, t- I totally forgot about the, the, the guidelines from It's, June the 10th it's, it's actually so it's out, think, it's out the equation altogether yeah. So I think that's even um, We've we done some scenarios on Friday night Where if they manage to do um, three, four weeks training Then there's a possibility that you could maybe squeeze in Eight, nine games in 24 days uh, you know, as I've highlighted, was done with Rangers in 2008 season, so potentially is there. But we keep harbouring back to no one knows where this is going to go. Whether the June the 10th is going to be extending mm. further because we can't predict how this is going to play out with this virus. Yes, Stuart. Maybe I should have mentioned it earlier on, but we we brought it up numerous times on Friday night. I think Thursday night was it. The 10th of June is is now the earliest teams can even start back training here, Stuart. Uh, sometimes you forget the things but it's just uh, looking on it I was, my only comment would be but I think the only way out of this is they've got to finish it even if it's as late as it, as it can be I mean I'm sure Sky Sports BT Premier Sports and all that will get all the government sorted for some they've got to sort I mean they've got to sort all the leagues they've got to sort uh, with English League as well I mean how do you think Liverpool are feeling as well I mean after all the years you know what I mean Hugh well uh, I, I listened to uh Roy Hodgson, the Crystal Palace manager, uh, and he was very firmly of the opinion that people want to see the English Premier League played to a conclusion. Uh, I'd be perfectly happy if that happened up here as well, but Nicola Sturgeon has spoken very seriously today uh, about the the, the growing death toll here and uh, what must be done. And that, for me, rules out football for quite a while to come yet and there's no way in this world that we are playing football in May uh, and uh, June the 10th to come back for the start of training as I say that was a, uh, an initial guesstimate put forward by the Scottish Government that they may be forced at a later stage to push that back even further and then when that day does eventually come Alex if we are talking yep. about behind closed doors I mean that can only happen if it's safe for players to do it I feel like some people are sleepwalking through this and, and assuming that you know players are, are like robots and we yeah. can just stick them back what, what if they catch it what if their family members have got it you know so, so that that has to be taken into account and the safety aspect as well Gordon in terms of you need an ambulance at every game they yep. may, we don't the stress know on the, the, the NHS, the NHS yeah. and I would imagine without knowing any of the, the exact detail still not financially 
easy because I know the you know people are talking about pay per view and, and and all the rest of it, but we need we need fans to be coming through the gates basically. I think it's forty three percent of the revenue comes through season tickets, Gordon, and, and and coming through the gates, and so that is an extremely high percentage. Um, I think I think there's you know I've listened to several. Uh, Personnel from clubs over the weekend as well Gordon And they're stressing that certain clubs May well only have four or five players Come uh, June So to try and get games behind closed doors You have all these yeah, contracts, contractual yeah. problems as well And again I think I think um, Gary Dean's made it uh, apparent earlier on To try and get the priority things sorted first Gordon Try and kind of tick them off the list And then try and get some things worked out So that we know where we're going Because at the moment, he says it's like a Rubik's Cube You just don't know where you're going mm-hmm. with the whole shooting match and, and it's a bit unclear And it needs a bit more clarity And that leads us back here Just in case anyone was wondering If this whole thing is going round in circles The money if, if it's not about relegating clubs right now If it's not about giving titles The money Can something be done with the money? That's the question that, that some people are asking And I guess we'd need to watch this space Well, uh, there seems to be dubiety over whether funds can be released unless the league is called to a halt. So we have to answer that particular question uh, and then we can take it from there. But at the, my, my wife has come into the room, let me tell you, to laugh at her husband oh. in his man cave talking about football. I think it's shocking <laughs> after all these years of marriage. I'm just waiting on a- Doing everyone a favour and pulling the plug. If you get too excitable in the last fifteen minutes, I'll be sending sending word to disconnect you. But we're, we're glad to have you at the moment, um, and we want you to answer a question. Since the SPFL started in 2013-14, nine players have scored two or more hat tricks. You've got Musa Dembele, you've got Anthony Stokes, and you've got Adam Rooney. Any more? Griffiths. James. Griffiths has got four hat tricks in that time. Mm. James Forrest. No. Uh, I'm going to go for Higdon Nope Boyce Eamon Boyce yes Eamon Brophy Eamon Brophy no So we'll leave it there Liam Boyce Lee Griffiths Moussa Dembele Anthony Stokes Adam Rooney One, two, three, five down And four to go We'll get the answers next And time for more of your calls as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Helping you return to action Talk to That's us on the home stretch on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens is in his man cave, unless Mrs. Keevens has disconnected him during the break. Oh, she no. would not dare. Great stuff. Still with us, Alex Ray is here as well. They're in the studio yep. and they are trying their best to answer this question sent in tonight by Graham Barry. If you like the sound of it, you want to get involved and you want your question on the show, then the address you need is full time at Clyde1.com. So tonight's is this. Since the SPFL started in 2013-14 There have been nine players to score two or more hat-tricks You've got Liam Boyce, Lee Griffiths, Moussa Dembele, Adam Rooney and Anthony Stokes So that means you've got five down and four to go um, Mackay? Up at, um, uh, Bill Mackay? No um, Stevie May? Yes, he's got two, Hugh Evans. Camberry? No uh, I've got uh, Sinclair Yes Well done Right Two to go We'll leave it there Because you've got about another 10 minutes or so um, On that one If you want to play along It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter And probably still time To squeeze a call in as well 0141 951 
five. Uh, I mean, Hugh, it's been it's been so manic tonight, and I feel like I've I've neglected my responsibilities to just check in on you and find out how your weekend was and find out if you're still staying safe. Well, I've put the granddaughter uh, on the wage bill here now, um, paying her the living wage. She's now she's now the the paper boy. Uh, so my newspapers are delivered to my door. Uh, I'm taking my state-sanctioned walk around the block every day, uh, taking the acclaim of those who live in this estate, uh, and <laughs> it's meeting with mixed results, I have to say. Yeah, I've got visions of Hugh going out for his state-sponsored walk at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night, and he thinks that everyone's clapping for him. But actually, there's a, there's a bigger picture at play here. Yeah, you can well, just see him as he turns around and waves to his Lord adoring Mayor, fans. Lord Mayor of Bell's Den, Luke Evans. It's the only place in the country that there's a boo at that, that time of night. Anyway, Craig is in Cumbernauld. Hi, Craig. Hi, gents. How's he doing? Um, you okay? Hi, hi. No bad, no Good. bad. Staying safe. Uh, although, uh, after slightly over three weeks without work, I think I'm maybe going slightly barmy. But apart from that, that's what we're here uh, for. We'll try and put you back in the straight and narrow. Hi. Um, well, I, I, you know, I thought you know I found on Friday um, when the you know before the votes were announced, there was still a team holding out, um, and I'd said you know myself as a Rangers fan, I'd be happy for it just to end um, just now, um, where everything that's going on. But then this whole situation with, with the Dundee thing about um, you know submitting their vote and then deciding to change their vote. There's two things to that for me. One is, I think Dundee have to actually look at themselves. They should not have submitted. Bear in mind, this was it like 28 days you get, so they shouldn't have submitted their vote until they were absolutely 100% sure which way they were going to vote. Why they've submitted a vote that they've then decided actually wasn't the vote they wanted to submit is, that baffles me. I can't understand. No other club done that, I don't think. So I don't know why they ended up doing it. Um, so for that point of view you know what they've done is throw an uncertain situation into more uncertainty um, and into murky waters in terms of what the rules are and this idea that you can change a no vote but you can't change a yes vote that sounds like to me anyway obviously I know you were saying it might be the law of it is yeah I've, I've been well corrected on that by the looks of Twitter um, yeah. that you know it's required by the Companies Act and, and you know with, with the idea Craig that it's a it's a board proposal It's sort of designed to go through You know it's not a secret That they're they're trying to, 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 to get it through ultimately No that Fair enough But I think the The bigger picture there is And it's something that I think Has been needing to happen For the last few years In this country You know Our Systems in this country As far as The SPFL And more specifically The SFA are concerned Have to change From top to bottom You know There's been nothing but a farce Going on in this country When it comes to the SFA And the SPL for the last few years when it comes to all, all manner of things. This is a unique situation, but, I mean, even with this, it's been shockingly handled over the last few days as well. Um, but every situation that's been put forward before the SFA and the SPFL has not been well handled over the last few years, whether it's disciplinary situations or rules that people didn't know exist that actually do exist, or people sitting on panels to overturn red cards that haven't even looked at decisions um, or looked at what actually happened um, the whole thing for me has it's got to change because how far can we go as a country as a you know 
as a football organisation, when you've got people in charge who don't have a clue what they're doing. I mean, in fairness, though, Craig, these are very different things, and I know you, I know you were trying to be general, but I'm not sure. You know, sort of bringing the disciplinary process in gets us anywhere, Hugh. What no. I was just going to ask, though, Hugh, and because Craig kicked off talking about Dundee and your long and illustrious career in this business, have you ever wanted to hear from Dundee more than you do now? No disrespect <laughs> to them. Uh, no, you're probably right. Uh, I, I do take Craig's point on board that there have been uh, various embarrassments down through the years. However, if we can isolate what has taken place since Friday at five o'clock. And focus our minds on that. The clubs make up the SPFL. You know, you, you can't just say, ah, the SPFL, rotten from top to bottom. The clubs, 42 clubs, make up the SPFL. They were asked to submit a vote. It has come to this where Dundee are still out there and nobody knows what they want. The quickest way to lift the cloud of suspicion, why did you vote one way? and then come back and tell the SPFL that, no, don't consider that as our final word on the subject, and you haven't come back with your uh, final word. The only way to lift the cloud of suspicion is for Dundee to vote and tell us what went on, because... Here, I was going to ask, though, just just, just on that, has that horse perhaps bolted a long time ago? Because I've just got these visions that tomorrow afternoon, Dundee just come out and issue a statement and say, okay, we want to vote, yes, or... We want want to vote. No, neither of those outcomes will be met with anything other than more questions and accusation, claim, counterclaim, conspiracy theories. Is is Dundee well, clarifying their position? I know, and it, it might help, but can you really see us progressing along this line thereafter? Well, point number one: when they finally vote, then we know whether the SPFL resolution has stood or fallen. Uh, and that's what I mean. Two, Could it stand under these circumstances? Well, if they or, come or in fall, the either, either way. Well, if they come in and say, right, this is our final word on the subject. No, we don't like the proposal. No, then it falls, and then we're back to the drawing board with the nine men on the SPFL board to formulate another proposal to be put to the clubs. But as I say, in Scotland, you're never without the cloud of suspicion, and the cloud of suspicion says, "Oh, somebody got to Dundee and made them." stall on that vote uh, the, the only way to lift all of this suspicion is for Dundee to vote and for John Nelms to explain what caused the delay yeah but listen I think what you're actually asking there Gordon will that lift the suspicion if they vote yes no for me uh, but there will still be suspicion about the whole handling of the whole thing and that's one of the reasons why it's been such a mess because the vote was put out there everybody knows that it's Dundee the fact that the vote doesn't go through I don't think it lifts the suspicion at all yeah, because Hugh, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. You know, it's not just about Dundee's position. There, are, there are various other things. And again, I'm more than willing to accept there can always be an innocent explanation. More than willing uh, to accept that. But just even going back, I think what kicked this all off, as we mentioned earlier on, was the sort of the releasing of the the, the vote, uh, the results of an incomplete vote. There might that there might be nothing sinister in that whatsoever. But it just seems clumsy, unnecessary. And uh, how, how did we get here? Yeah, I, I don't dispute that. Uh, but this is Scottish football. We went to the ballot box and we came back with a conspiracy theory. Uh, it would have been better for the SPFL to have withheld the the vote until they had all 42 absolutely nailed on votes. Uh, but 
the horse has bolted and now we are left with this position where we don't know if the proposal from the SPFL stands or falls. We don't know where John Nelms is. We don't know what Dundee's final word on the subject is. We don't know if somebody has made them change their mind or incentivised them to change their mind. We don't know. Uh, I mean, Hugh, you have a, a great phrase on this show um, about what is it about spite and mistrust, and I must admit, for a long, long time, I thought it was just a Keevensism. But I think this weekend you've you've won me over. I think I think that could be our new motto. Go on, give us it once more. Scottish football runs and always has done on spite, malice, and distrust. It's hard to argue with them. No, he has a very good point And I think we should have it at the front of the building <laughs> You think so? Uh, Craig in Cumbernauld, thanks a lot for the call We're going to have to move on um, But much appreciated as always Hopefully we will speak to you soon uh, Where else are we? Is there anything else I, want, I needed or wanted to tell you about? I don't think so Because I think the Scottish football landscape Has clearly been dominated by this stuff I mean, even last night, Hugh There was me thinking Anne Budge Was the, the type of woman who would, who would sit down To a nice Easter yep. Sunday meal But there she was, right in the, the thick of it um, battering out statements at that time when I was trying to tuck into my lamb. As I say, I, I no jokes in there, by the way. Self-interest is a perfectly allowable human instinct, and her self-interest revolves around keeping Hearts in the major division, not suffering the the calamity of uh, lost revenue by dropping down, and she wants, if you like her day in court except her court is a football pitch she wants hearts to decide their fate on a football pitch we all want that we really and truly do all want that but the real world is intervening at the moment and we don't know if the real world will let us back into our wee happy world of Scottish football for a while all be cleared up by this time tomorrow Oh, it'll be interesting Just quietly on the Anne Budge thing I actually found our statement Certain parts of it Really interesting In terms of uh, Being divulged That the, the resolution Hadn't passed On Thursday afternoon And Rangers And Hearts Not being uh, This is the other resolution If this you like This is the other the, resolution the Rangers, Rangers resolution And yep. uh, Rangers uh, Hearts backed it up uh, There were suggestions That uh, the championship teams Had been notified At 4.30 In a conference call that Rangers resolution had not uh, passed It would be kicked into touch But Rangers and Hearts mm. weren't informed until 11.57 the following morning Strange We'll have to park that for now Because you have got two still to get on this teaser We're looking for the nine players that have scored two or more hat-tricks Since the Premiership, since the SPFL started back in 13-14 You've got all but two, what are you giving me? Stevie Thompson? No You've got Boyce, Griffiths, Dembele, May, Rooney, Sinclair and Stokes Samaras Nope Wycombe Nope Joey Gardner Right You've got one Rangers striker He's still there Defoe Yes Jermaine Defoe And the other one Hugh I'll give you his clubs I think you'll get it from there He Probably I'm trying to think what clubs he scored them with Anyway Clubs St Johnston Hearts Wraith Rovers Oh, Steve McLean Yes Brilliant Easy job. as that You didn't even need his initials like you usually do Yeah, Steve McLean Good man, there we go That was Hugh Keevans from home Thanks as always to Hugh Thanks to Alex for joining us But the biggest thanks goes to you Pretty strange times in Scottish football So thanks as always for joining us Thanks for all your calls and tweets and your company We'll do it all over again tomorrow With Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna from 6 In the meantime, stay right there Callum's up next with Hits Party In the mix with the biggest songs of the 21st century so far 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Experienced players who know how to win. Talk to Thompson's.com.